ready catch it. Ready catch it. So as we see ourselves as a group demographic, we do fit together well. But if you take each of the individual pieces, separate them out, and you know, see what we're about, it would seem that we would not get along well. So what makes us the exception or the group that's able to get along due to these differences? And I think each person in the group could probably give you a different perspective of why they've accepted or been accepting of the demographic of the person next to them. For me, it's the fact that I have people around me that have a depth to them. They're not superficial people. They have uh, more than meets the eye. And the more you experience them, the more layers you peel back or the more willingness they have to experience something new. I'll pass it to the next person and see what their individual experience is. Cindy. Well, you know, that goes only so far, right? Because a lot of people, as we touched on earlier, is very stuck in their own ways. Their day-to-day is the same. The people they know are the same that they grew up with. They live their world in this box, so to speak. And they're not willing to step out of that comfort zone because, well, it's uncomfortable, right? And they don't have to. And they don't have to. Why should they put themselves into an uncomfortable situation? So a person being willing to not only step out of their comfort zone, but to also be vulnerable, to experience new things, to listen to people that have had different experiences, and to learn from those people. I also think that military in general becomes a very small minority. And we're talking about cultural minority. So in reference to us as a family, having people understand what we have to adapt to and what we don't get an opportunity to adapt to, we just have to assume the responsibility of. We as the active duty member, we sign a contract. Our spouses don't sign a contract. So they basically trust in us to follow protocol, follow requirements of the military as far as non-conformity in terms of um, don't go out and protest. Don't go out and advocate on your Facebook for things that the military would probably uh, not advocate for. Make sure that you're not placing yourself in a position of vulnerability for your spouse and yourself and understand that there's a bigger picture out there. So you basically kind of sometimes have to put your personal preference aside because your spouse is in the military and you can't necessarily advocate independently for certain things that you feel very passionate about. I completely agree. You almost, in a sense, lose your self-identity and become a dependent because, you know, the our spouses are active and have a duty and did sign that contract. The spouses just kind of have to comply with that. They follow suit and, you know becoming a dependent, you really do kind of lose this sense of self and lose this sense of purpose in many situations and place all of our trust and faith and our entire life into the military. 
and everything that encompasses that. So for someone not in the military without that dependent, how could you place yourself into that same type of perception or perspective of just trusting in something outside of that, like what your normal would be? Just, like a blind just faith? take a leap. Yeah. Whether that. it be... I was thinking just like molding yourself into something that could make you feel uncomfortable and just taking, like they said, take that leap of faith and just go for it. Don't be scared. And even if it does backfire, hell be scared. Yeah. Be scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even if it backfires, what's the worst that's going to happen. So mm -hmm. take us out of the prick, the picture then. That's what I was actually. If you were in that position, mm -hmm. would you say that's beneficial to you? Yes. Yes. How? But it's a different perspective, right? This is the norm for us. Every three to four years, we're thrown into a different situation, a different scenario, a different climate, a different life, yeah. essentially, completely different routine. To the outside world, throwing themselves into a different situation is blows their mind. Like, why on earth would I do that, right? But it's a learning experience. Yeah. You grow from your failures. You grow from your successes. You are constantly learning from the uncomfortable situations that you put yourself into. So I originally, I, I can actually kind of condone some of this, but like I jump from military life, family, all this stuff having to be molded and then jumped into a previous thing and not being military frame or anything like that and didn't have to be like molded into a professional play model mm -hmm. and then now jumping back into it with my husband now and creating now that new professional uh style so it i was able to put myself in take myself out and then back in so i kind of can see both sides so i was i would have the a, the capability of seeing both sides so kendra she went into a military demographic as being a navy child and so wherever her father took them is where they went they adapted you had to make friends within four years and those friends were gone mm -hmm. and that's just saying that they have the same cycle of transfer as you mm -hmm. and then she got out into a civilian demographic she 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 brought herself into a community and started making roots, things like that. It was unexpected. She would meet someone in the military again and then have to go back into this lifestyle of transferring every four years. And there's there's something to that, but there's also some people who didn't uh, – they weren't born into the military demographic. They married into the military demographic, and they knew they were marrying someone who was going to have to move every four years. Mm -hmm. And what is that like coming from a mentality and a society and a, uh, you know, a deep rooted living where you knew. So you lived somewhere you knew the whole time you were there. And then you married someone who was going to have to move every four years. And what was that like adjusting? And what was that like having to get into that? So I, I actually grew up in an Air Force family. My Air mom Force? and dad were Air Force growing up. So down. For 10 years, um, you know, they were together or whatever, and we moved um, twice, one from Virginia and the one to Italy, and then back to Georgia. Um, and so, you know, you do, you get used to making your friends and then having to, you know, lose that friendship. 
Um, so I, I went into, you know, knowing what life was going to be like when I married my husband and him wanting to go in that active duty coast guard and everything. Um, I knew what that was going to help. Um, but for me, I'm still a kind of a social awkward person. Usually, um, when it comes to crowds, I'm not about it. I'd rather just kind of stand behind, um, and just let it be, um, but when you're forced to be away from your, you know, your own family or whatever, and you have no friends, you're having to make a new life, you know, with your spouse, you have to force yourself to step over that line out of your comfort zone and make friendships and make new family. Um, and really, in reality, I've made better friends through my husband's job than I have growing up as a, a kid mm -hmm. in your high school. So your dynamic is different because of the international aspect of having been overseas. You've not only been forced to, but also chosen to be put into difficult positions, uh, like in society or with just different people around you. Yeah. From like a 2020 hindsight kind of perspective, would you say that it's been beneficial or negative? putting yourself into those negative or, or controversial or difficult situations? Like um, so I'll give you an example. When, when we moved to Italy, um, you know, coming from Virginia, I was, we moved to Italy when I was five um, and went to school at a military base um, for elementary and middle school. Um, and my first boyfriend was actually well, boyfriend, quote unquote, and, you know, third grade oh, yeah. was African-American. Never thought about it. Any different, nothing. It was just like, hey, I like this guy. When my parents divorced, we moved back to my mom's hometown in Georgia, where it is very black or white. You just split down the middle. If you were to go one way, it was frowned upon. And that's just how it is. I had no idea. I was walking in like blindsided basically um you have no idea how it is and how sad it is um and so for me i have a different view because i didn't i wasn't grown up that way um and then other people in georgia are unfortunately so by choosing to marry brownie boy and putting yourself <laughs> into a choosing <laughs> I mean, what most people consider like a very difficult situation with moving every couple of years and being away from home, being away from family, would you say you've grown and benefited from it? For sure. I think you grow more when you get out of your comfort zone of home. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I think that's the last two hours and 11 minutes is really all that we've been trying to get to mm -hmm. is putting yourself in a, a difficult situation, being uncomfortable, being vulnerable and figuring it the fuck out causes you to grow. Well, mm -hmm. it, it might be hard to be able to do that, but in all aspect is you just, you're going to have to, at some point there's, there is no going around it. There, there's just no way you can't just, you know, avoid it. It's a straight line and you can't just curve around it. You have to go, you're going to have to jump onto that straight line and join, join others in but the same, like, in, you know, small town America, where we've found ourselves many times growing up in these small tight knit communities, mom and pop shops, everybody knows everybody. 
Everybody knows your business. It puts up pressure. There's a different perspective. There's a different mindset in growing up in those communities to stay in those communities Mm -hmm. and to, you know, take over the family business and to do what your family laid out for you, essentially, you know, whether it be farming, whether it be the family, whatever family business that you have, that's the expectation of you. So you get this different sense of of pressure to stay within your small town. And well, everybody does it, you know, these same people that I went to high school with, I'm friends with, and I see on a daily basis when I'm 40 years old. Our 25 year reunion are the same people I went to dinner with last week because we see each other all the time. You know, it's just, it's a very, very different dynamic growing up in small town USA How is versus growth, military. How is so, growth or deviation perceived in those small towns where they want you to do that? If you grow or deviate, you know, what's, what's I seen? feel like you get like this very negative connotation with leaving your small town mm-hmm. because of the pressure that a lot of people will put on you to stay well, why are you leaving? You know, we felt it from my grandparents when we left Arizona. Why are you leaving? You know, we're never going to see you again. These sorts of things like, well, you know, this is a great opportunity for us. And this is growth for us. And this is a positive move for us. And being able to not necessarily ignore, acknowledge, but not ignore, um, but still do what's best for you. And at the end of the day, growing is all that really matters. So you being putting yourself someone, in a situation that gives you the opportunity to grow. So would you say that the unwillingness to put yourself in a difficult or, or like complex situations contributes to the drastic divide in the country because everybody's so secluded because to themselves? You're set in your ways, right? You've, you believe what you're going to believe. You believe what you taught. You there's you see so nothing else. you see nothing else. It's tunnel vision, right? We see it in so many different aspects of the world. This tunnel vision that you put these blinders on, like oh, I don't really want to know what's going on over there. So I'm just going to kind of focus on what's in front of me. Ignorance. I, ignorance is bliss, right? We hear that saying all the time. I would rather be ignorant to something than to know something bad is going on in the world. You know, it's just, it, the mindset is completely different and changing that perspective to being willing to hear the other side, being willing to learn, being willing to expose yourself to different difficult conversations, difficult scenarios, difficult life um, changes, whether it be just, having a conversation with somebody that you don't see eye to eye on politically or take this job that's across the country in a city I've never been to before or go to this university that has a program that's really strong but I don't know anybody in you know across the across the country like put yourself into uncomfortable situations and learn and listen and grow so with that i think a perfect example of how we could tie this in is right now we're all sitting down at dinner yep. right we're all gathered around one one table in one setting nine no beans no beans <laughs> nine different faces nine different faces nine nine different backgrounds nine different upbringings but at this at the end of the day it's all about 
this is essentially where we break peace, right? The family. This is a family. At at the end of the day, this is this is the last interaction that you have on that day. Before you go to sleep, before you do anything else, this is the last group that you will see. And no matter what differences or what opinions or anything else, y'all decided to sit down as one group mm -hmm. and shared one meal mm -hmm. that's prepared by either one person or multiple people. And it doesn't matter what it is. You're, you're enjoying something that's, you know, served and prepared by multiple people. And at that one time, you're enjoying everything. You're enjoying the company. You're enjoying the aspects of, you know, the group, um, you know, what they bring to the table, the company, everything else. And I would encourage, like Amanda said, is I, I and Billy's hinting on this before is how we can tie this all together. I think the biggest thing is opening one, your house, opening your mind and opening the opportunity to just have a conversation mm -hmm. or engage in the conversation to learn and accept somebody else, despite their differences, despite their background, despite where they're going, you're sitting down and you're having, a, you're engaging the conversation that's a good point is being engaged because I feel like so many of us will sit down at a table together and our instinct is to grab our phone and play yeah. text whoever yeah. or check social media or whatever. And we're not really present. Yeah. So being engaged is a very valid yeah. point. To and, that. That, and that's the biggest thing is shut off everything, shut mm -hmm. off the TV, shut off the phones, shut off everything in life. And then for 30 minutes, enjoy Enjoy conversation, listen to music, enjoy something that everybody at that table just brings. Mm -hmm. And in, in the present, that can be rewarding for everybody there. It can bring everybody there together. And right now, I feel like we've brought all of the people who have come here together. And it shapes you a little bit. It also opens you a little bit. When you leave here you go back to your reality. You know, we're all going to go back to different parts of the country. And I like to think that we've all taken a little something from this trip and grown a little bit from this trip, but has anything ever detracted from who you are? Did, did it ever stretch you so far that you felt false to who you were when you go back to where you came from? I just like that, like, I feel like all of us put our roots in together and we grew our tree and did our own branches and we just created one big Did you tree. grow so so far from where you were that it's almost dishonest like to who you were before you came? Mm -mm. No. Maybe. I don't think so either. No, I think I everybody feel like if here anything, is we become, their true well, roots. Like if anything, we become our more true self yeah. in this environment. You're That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, because I grew up here while I'm here. <laughs> Nobody cares about your pubic hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> hold on, hold on. What did you say? You know what you said. What did you say? Come on, spit it out. I don't. You get comfortable with people. There you go. Yes. And after this long of a period of time, there's two ways you go with that. You get more comfortable with the people you're around, or you get less comfortable with the people you're around. 
You get more. Like you, you, you yeah. we yeah. get super cozy. You get awkward. It ain't my fault you can't cut an avocado. You can get more socially awkward with people the longer you spend around them if you don't click with them. Your personalities mm. conflict. Nobody's willing to bend. Nobody's willing to adapt. The fact that every time we spend time together as a group, everybody not only adapts but grows, that we get closer every single time to the point where I don't want to separate from this group. I don't yeah. want to distance we do myself not again. Talk about the leaving day. Nope. <laughs> and it's a hard subject to hit because and that's the thing is there's it's certain, never goodbye. It's it's see you later. If I spend a large portion of time with my family, it was an endurance competition that <laughs> if I wasn't the one that went weird, then I won. When I meet up with this group, if I was the least weird, then I won. But it, it was, it's those people that you spend this, like, whatever span of time it is together, that when you separate, there's already withdrawals. Yeah. There's already the feeling that I'm going to go meet up with other people that I put in my circle that are probably second to who I'm with right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what Phil was saying is, like, you just, what he wants to take away is, what you can take out in the real world is you need to take that leap of faith. You can't just stay condoned in your bubble because if you do, you're just going to pretty much going to go insane in there. You, you need to take that leap and make that jump and just do what you can. Even if it's going to be the worst outcome, at least it's something. It's not like you, you just stuck back and are in like repeat mode. If you close yourself off, you just gotta you're never going to find them. Yep. You never know what you'll find if you get comfortable being discomfort yep. or in discomfort. In discomfort. Never know what you're if out. you're comfortable being uncomfortable, you're probably going to root out some very good people yep. and then you can spend your life with them. And if you want to spend your life with those people, you'll probably move mountains, cross countries, <laughs> fly through time zones, drive Try, try to catch drones. Yeah, try to catch drones, <laughs> and you're going to have a phenomenal time. Shop on black diamond. Get no. comfortable Flying with being diamond. uncomfortable. Diamond. Don't do that. You're stupid. Or die. Just die. Okay. Stop Enough, you Stop two. pinching nipples, parents. Get over here. Mom and dad, please stop touching stop each other. <laughs> five minutes. So five minutes. Five we minutes. So five that. minutes left. Why don't each, you close each one. it out? Yeah, each it one. Out. The old people need to close it out. Yeah. Uh, each one. It is so weird being the old people. Words of encouragement. Oh. Weird things. Encouragement. Don't ever. On that note. Okay. Don't ever underestimate the opportunity. Of meeting somebody on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> and what's also important to remember is how to cut your avocados. <laughs> <laughs> if that's a sexual term, I'm into it. <laughs> However, <laughs> she swiped right first. I did.